Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Is our custom. We are in Acts um, since January of 2020. We've been going chapter by chapter, verse by verse, and dealing with a book at a time of the Bible. All right? So it's a lot of information. It'd be great if you took notes. It'd be great if you heard the sermon again. There's a lot in here. It's not like my three or four point sermons on Sundays. There's a lot of stuff. So we're going to start tonight, Acts chapter 18, verse 23. We're continuing on the story of Paul's missionary journeys here. And it says, after spending some time in Antioch, Paul went back through Galatia and Phrygia, visiting and strengthening all the believers. Strengthening, right? Building up. Uh, one one uh, very good, we were talking about King James Version, bro, before church. One very good King James Version word of building up and strengthening and encouraging is edifying. Edifying, right? So building up, not tearing down. Being positive and, and strengthening all the believers. So look at this next verse. Verse 24, meanwhile, a Jew named Apollos, someone say Apollos, it says here he was an eloquent speaker who knew the scriptures well, had arrived in Ephesus from Alexandria in Egypt. He knew the scriptures well. Let's stay right there. Let's stay right there just for a second. I want you to see that. Who knew the scriptures well. Why is it important to read your Bible, learn your Bible? Somebody talk to me. Why is it important to learn the scriptures? Why? Yes, ma'am. That's a great answer. It shows that you're seeking God. You're getting closer to God. Anybody else? Anybody in the house tonight? Yes, sir. Ah, you know the truth. Jesus said you'll know the truth, and the truth will what? Set you free. Man, they even quote that in poor B-flick movies. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Yes, ma'am. Increases your faith, reading, reading the Word. It really does. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Anybody else? Why is the Word so important? Yes, ma'am. Oh, man. Praise God. That is really good. Veronica says, I said your name in Spanish. Veronica says, the power in reading the Word is you have your own personal relationship with God. You know, you come, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. you got to do all the steps, and part of it is meeting together as believers, right? Even those of you joining us on the live stream tonight. But you get to have your own relationship with God. You remember, even in the Old Testament, the Lord would speak to His people. He'd say, I am the Lord, your God. He's always been a personal God. In the New Testament, you talk about, oh, man, well, I've accepted Jesus. What do we say in, in Christian speak in the New Testament? Is my Lord and personal Savior. Personal Savior means, well, and that's something that we've come up with based on Scripture, but it's a personal relationship with God. He saved you personally. Say, I know he saved all of us, and you can take it from me, but my mom even used to tell me, say, hey, you can't get to heaven because me and your dad serve God. She said, you got to have your own walk with God, your own relationship with God. So you read the Word, and you develop your own personal relationship with God. I'm going to ask you all a pers personal relationship. Before you all got married over there, you two, you, you're a great couple, by the way. Before you all got married, did, did he write you letters, or did you write him letters? You did, huh? He says no. He says, she just wrote me, man. Oh, I like that, though. See, but that's beautiful. And you write letters, you get to know each other. 
And man, you say some amazing things to each other, right, when you're dating. You got to keep saying those after you've been married a while. But it's powerful. It's the, and the, all of the word is God's letters to you so you can get to know him, his character, okay? Hope I'm not stealing anyone's answers. Someone else is going to say something. Oh, praise God. How many of you know God's word is his will? His will is his word. Did you know testament is another word for will? You, you hear that all the time, last will and testament? Kind of a redundancy. But the Old Testament meant God's old will. doesn't mean it's all been done away with. Jesus himself said, every bit of the Old Testament, he said, will be fulfilled. He said, I've not come to do away with the law, but to fulfill the law. Meaning, oh, you say, man, do we have to live by the law now? No, we're under grace now, not under the law. But you want to understand God's will? Read from Genesis to Revelation. It's God's will. You want to get to know God's will? Get into his word. You say, but what about, um, uh, do I take this oil field job? Or do I take a coal mining job? Do I go to Walmart? Do I go back to school? Do I, what do I do? Do I start my own business? That, it doesn't say that specifically in the word. You'd be surprised how specific the word is for your needs. Proverbs psalms ecclesiastes all through the bible god is speaking to you and he can give you a rhema word that's another powerful thing about the word is it's personalized to you for your situation i've had people come up to me after service go man that's crazy that you brought that up remember the first time y'all came to church september of 2020 monique and vince they left joyfully they had accepted jesus that night on a wednesday night and they said, man, God spoke to us through his word. I was teaching out of Ephesians chapter 4. And I, I, don't, I don't know that I'd ever taught or preached in that context from Ephesians chapter 4, but God had a word for them that, that night. I didn't know them. They showed up and God had a word for them. That's another advantage of the word. Customized words, customi a customized word to you. Anybody else? Why? Why is it important? The scripture says he knew the scriptures well. Why, why is that a big deal? Anybody else? Yes, ma'am. Oh, man, that's great. It's our owner's manual. Let me tell you a story. Some of y'all have told you this story before. Me and my cousin, it was the summer after 10th grade, I believe. Uh, I don't know why I don't remember that one clearly. After 10th or after 11th. I think it was after 10th grade. We got a Michael Jordan my, we had a goal that was breaking. My cousin said, let's go buy one. You have money? He was always hustling me into buying something. I don't know why. I was like, every time I get with you, we spend money. But anyway, he says, do you have any money? Let's go buy a basketball goal. We got Michael Jordan airtime basketball goal. We put it together. We had a, we had a, a bag of extra bolts when we were done. We looked at each other and said, man, these are, must be extras. No, we knew really. We didn't read the owner's manual very well. We didn't read the instructions very well. You want to know how to take care of your body? You want to know how to treat others? You want to know how to walk in love and faith and hope? You want to know how to forgive? You want to know all this stuff? You've got to read the owner's manual. Liz said, it's the owner's manual. That's why you get into the Word. Why else? Man, these are some great answers tonight. You can answer more than once. Yes, sir. Oh, man. See, you just built on what Matt said back there. Defend your, Eric said, defend yourself against the lies of the enemy. Does the world have any lies? The way people look on magazine covers is a big fat lie. They don't look that way. A lot of them don't look that way. You ever seen people where they, you ever seen behind the scenes how, for the models and different stuff, how they get clothes to fit real well and stuff? They're camera tricks. They'll even hang weights off their clothes behind them to get the clothes to get that extra snug fit. 
They do stuff. They do camera. And I love this. I don't, don't be hurt with me. But some people do this. And I'm not on there a lot, but I've heard about it. And I've been shown pictures of it. said that people do this on Instagram. Unfiltered. But then they do all kinds of other stuff. Their lips look different. Their eyes look different. They did an app, but it's not filtered. I'm like, is that a trick word? Are we, the words don't mean what they used to mean. And, and hey, that's between people and God. They can do all that. That's cool. But you got to be able, and see, I'm, I'm, I'm making light of some of it just to keep you engaged tonight. But Eric's right. you got to be able to discern truth from lies. Discern truth from lies. That's a big deal now. I say, wait, I, no, it's because it's the government said it. Oh, my gosh, brother, sister, you better really, really ask the Lord to help you. The government said it? My dad was in Vietnam for a year. He said they would be getting transmissions from the United States government saying what they were and were not doing, and it was exactly opposite of what was actually happening. They said, the said, no, don't worry, we are not going into Cambodia. That was a neighboring country of Vietnam. My dad said, we were in and out of Cambodia all the time. <laughs> Just lies. Just, oh, well, they didn't, oh, no, they knew. It's absolute lies. You've got to go and build your life on the rock. Who's the rock? Jesus. Who's Jesus? The Word. Scripture says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. I switched some of that around in the map version there, but it's all there. In the beginning was the Word. Jesus, He always existed. Always existed. And we know that Jesus is the what? The way, the truth, and the life. And then Jesus, when He went back to heaven, He sent the Spirit of truth, who is the Holy Spirit. Why? Truth is because the world's full of lies. And I'm, hey, I'm not giving people a hard time because they change their appearance. That's between them and God. Man, I wouldn't do it, but you know, I mean, can you imagine if I wore a wig, y'all would think I was weird. And people do it. My uncle, I look real similar to him. He didn't know, but the woman he married, my Aunt Marilyn, uh, she liked bald men, naturally bald men, and he, but he, wore, he was wearing a toupee when she met him. My Uncle Charles, very similar to me, about the same height and build, high metabolism, a lot of facial hair, but not much hair up here. Ears kind of stuck out like mine. And he would wear a toupee. Finally, she told him, she said, Charles, I think she called him Charlie. She said, Charlie, I like the way you look bald. Get rid of that toupee. That looks crazy. It looks fake. And you can do that if you want. I'm not, hey, I'm not giving anyone a hard time to say, man, but all this, is it all lies? No, but I'm just saying it's not all what we perceive all the time. I'm making different analogies and comparisons. But when it's real important, see, appearance isn't as important as the content of our character. Martin Luther King Jr. said that. He said, I have a dream that one day my children will live in a world where they are judged by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. That's really who you are, huh? So you've got to get into truth, man. You can recognize truth from life. Eric, that was so good building on that that I just went off. What else? What else? Why, why read the word? Y'all got anything else for me tonight? Those are great answers. That's right, it sure is. There was a song by Burlap to Kashmir in the late 90s called Basic, Basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth. <laughs> it's the instruction manual. Any, anybody else? Yes, ma'am. Life and healing. Scripture says in Psalms, God sent his word and healed them. 
and he sent his word, and he forgave their sins. So you can answer more than one. I'll come back to you. Yes, sir. Study to show yourself approved. And he said that in one of the Timothys. Luke, which one was one of the disciples, wrote Acts. And Paul, it's pre- I don't know why, but Acts is predominantly written about Paul's missionary journeys. Very, very interesting. But you're exactly right. He said, he was talking to Timothy. Timothy was a young pastor who was like a son to him. He became the pastor of Ephesus. He's actually mentioned in here in Acts and their journeys. Paul told him, that's well, well uh, spoken there. He said, study to show yourself approved. He goes on to say, a workman rightly dividing the word of truth. I remember a guy years ago, he was quoting Proverbs, and the, the verse was, and this may not make sense to everybody, but it's been on my mind lately just because it was a strange take on Scripture. Scripture says in Proverbs, and I don't remember where it is in Proverbs, but it says a false balance is an abomination to the Lord. Now, if you look at that, a false balance is cheating. What that meant back in the day was they would weigh stuff out and they would put gold over here and say, I got to weigh your product compared to the gold I have. And their weights, that was part of their system of payment, okay? Their system of money was how much something weighed. Well, guys would cheat and they'd put lead under their gold over here and make their stuff heavier. That's a false balance. One guy said, a false balance means when your life is out of balance. I said, I don't think that's rightly uh, dividing the word of truth. That seems, that sounds weird. I mean, that's deep, but I don't think that's a false balance. Hmm. You gotta, and you got to look at context of Scripture. So, very good. Anybody else? Say, man, what, why is the word so important? Why is, oh, Veronica, you had something else, unless we stole your answer already. You're, build, you're building on what Eric and what Matt said, and it also adds to what you said earlier, is you're learning the truth for yourself. I remember growing up, Dad always said that. He'd say, don't take it from me. He'd say, you read the word. So while we're here, let me just go, go ahead and do a, a little blurb here. I'm going to be reading, uh, beginning January 1st, the one-year Bible this year. And the one-year Bible is not that daunting. For an average reader, it takes 15 to 30 minutes to read it every day. Some people it's 15, some it's 20. Uh, just depends. But I like the one-year Bible because every day you read something in the Old Testament, something in the New Testament, and something out of Psalms and Proverbs. Okay? So it starts in Genesis and Matthew, and there's also Psalms and Proverbs. And you read through that, and you read through the whole Bible in a year. Some people say, man, I, that's a lot of reading for me. Well, why don't you take a year and a half to read the Word? But every believer should read every word of Scripture. You're called to. Why? Learning truth for yourself. Learning truth from understanding the difference between truth and lies. Getting truth, period. Okay? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Why else is it important to learn the scriptures well? Why else? There's some great answers. I'm going to come to you, Barry, and to you, sis, after Ms. Norma. Getting fed. Wow, there's that word again. Let's use it, being edified and fed spiritually. How many of y'all mess with plants? You're, you're actually great with plants, sis. Y'all, any of y'all mess with plants? You got to put plant food in there, water them, some of that hard water from Hobbs, you know. You got to take care of that. They got to get fed. You got to feed yourself, right? Scripture says you'll be like a, a, um, 
A tree planted by the rivers of water? A tree planted by a river of water gets fed. Its roots are receiving from that river right there. So you got to be fed. Okay, Barry. Loving, okay, loving God and loving your neighbor. Jesus asked the Pharisees about that. How do we sum it up? Loving God, loving your neighbor, okay. Wisdom, oh, that's good. You read the word for wisdom. I agree. And what is the beginning of wisdom? Do you remember? Fear of the Lord. What's the fear of the Lord? Say, I respect God. I don't want to do stuff that would offend or grieve him. That's the fear of the Lord. Say, walk around terrified of him. Well, if you're walking in sin and you're far away from God, yeah, you might be terrified of him. I've seen people like that. They say, man, I'm scared of everything. Well, get to know God and you just have a healthy respect for him. You know, like you have for electricity. Electricity is useful, but I, I, don't, I don't stick my hands up in the fixture and stuff. I just change light bulbs. All right? All right. Anybody else? We had Barry. We had Ms. Norma. One of you had raised your hands again. Yes, ma'am. Wow. Wow. Basically, sis is saying the word always reminds you that no matter what your past is, God loves you and he will be your loving father. Remember, Moses killed somebody. Abraham, his wife and him came up with a great plan. And she said, you can be with my my lovely young servant girl and give me a, a child. That's a bad idea. But they did it. That wasn't God's plan. They did that. Okay. Uh, Peter, do you remember in, in the Garden of Gethsemane, he had a sword. They came to get Jesus, and he cut someone's ear off. How do you cut someone's ear off? You're going for their head. Peter wasn't playing. He may have not known how to swing a sword good, but he was going for broke. He was going to take somebody out. So I don't know if he swung it like this to take the guy's head off, and the guy ducked, and it took his ear off, or if he tried to just split him down the middle. I don't know, but he took his ear off. So you got a whole... Paul was a murderer, big murderer. He was having people dragged out of their homes and taken for trial because they believed in Jesus. And then God, (coughs) excuse me, God's word for Paul, when Paul had an experience with him on the road to Damascus, the Lord told, uh, he told uh, a gentleman in Damascus, what was was his name, Ananias? He told him, go and pre, go to Paul and, and Lay hands on him so he can be healed. He saw you coming to pray for him in a vision, and I'm going to show him how he's going to suffer for my name now. He persecuted me, now he's going to suffer for the same name he persecuted. Wow, the word changes people. Let me just throw that in there. If you let it, it will change you. It will begin to renew your mind. People say, and I love this, people say, it doesn't work. Well, you haven't worked it. I can stand out here all day long and eat uh, Twinkies and ho-hos and bonbons and go, the gym's stupid. It doesn't work. But I haven't worked the front door of the gym. A guy, an old-timer back in the day used to tell me and bury that. He said, man, it's great y'all are here today. He said, man, you know the hardest machine to lift in here and to work? I go, what? He goes, the front door. People can't get here and open the door and just go to the gym. I don't have a Mr. Atlas body, but I go to the gym and it keeps me strong and fit. And I can't say, well, it doesn't. And even, even my level of working out, I'll be honest with you. Three days a week, that's a bare minimum, man. 
And folks say, well, no, that, that's, that's dumb. That doesn't work. I know a guy over the years, he'd laugh at us when we'd eat healthy. He'd say, oh, man, all that junk y'all are eating, that's junk, man. That's like eating grass. Well, he started having heart problems in his late 30s, early 40s. Issues with his heart. But he laughed at how people ate healthy. I remember him and his wife would make fun. Say, oh, well, what are you going to eat, air? Oh, what can you eat, you know? Making fun. I don't eat the healthiest. I don't. But I eat pretty healthy. I don't overdo it with stuff. I enjoy life. But if it was up to me, I'd have six sodas a day times three. I really, I wouldn't drink any water. Sodas taste way better than water to me. Some of you are all like, I like water. Well, good for you. That's great. I admire you. That's a big good for you. But I would rather have something that burned my throat, man. It's just great. Coca-Cola. Wow, this is amazing. In heaven, I hope there's a Coca-Cola fountain, you know? Say, so, oh, it doesn't work to eat healthy. Huh? But have you worked it yet? Okay? You got to get into the word for it to work for you. People have told me that for years. Say, well, it doesn't really work. You tried for a week. You don't see change in a week all the time. Sometimes you do, but it usually takes longer. Anything else about the Word? Why, why do you need to learn the Scriptures well? Why do you need to get in the Word? Yes, ma'am. It talks about Jesus, and that leads you to, sis said, eternal life in heaven. It talks all, all about it. That's great. What else? You can answer more than once. This is We're in a good vein tonight. I'm going to keep going with it. Yes, ma'am. Building discipline from the Word. Dad, um, Dad says, you know, as a believer, you should read three chapters a day because it takes you through the Bible in one year, right? That's why I like the one-year Bible. It does it for you. Or you can just start in Genesis and read three chapters a day and finish the Bible in a year from cover to cover. But it does. It builds, and I'll come right to you, it builds discipline in you, and you can learn how to be a better believer, a better Christian. Say, oh, no, I'm just going to learn how on my own. Well, we know how that turned out, right? I've tried to do stuff on my own, and it's a system of do's and don'ts and feeling guilty about it. i got to do this. Oh, I failed. Oh, i got to do that. No, it's not enough. No, you got to get into the Word. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You add it, you're adding to what someone else said. If you want to please God, you need to believe. Because a, without faith, Scripture says, it's impossible to please God. And Beatrice says, reading the Word builds your faith. That's good. It, it, you learn how to please God. What else? Yes, ma'am. Oh, God's promises. Man, there are hundreds and hundreds of God's promises in His Word. It not only lifts you up and encourages you and builds you up, but you, you know what God is saying, what he's promised you. And then Barry and then somebody else in this section. I think you, brother. You're next. Go ahead, Barry. Barry's reading off the cheat sheet. That's a great answer. Valeria, Valeria, would you put that up, Meha? Let's see what that says, a New Living Translation. That is an unfair answer, man. He just messed up the curve on the test. Hey. Oh, okay. No, that's great. No, that's great. That's just, I mean, you get a great answer out of the word, right? 2 Timothy 3.16. What does that say? That was not part of the script. 
tonight. We were only in Acts, but this, this really lends to this guy. Look, he knew the Scriptures well. Why, why do you want to learn the Scriptures well? Why do you want to learn the Word? Why do you want to spend time in the Word? Y'all have been giving great answers tonight. And look at this. All Scripture is inspired by God. Scripture in here. Not from the Dalai Lama. I don't, the, you ever looked into some of that? They have written 50,000, 100,000 pages of nonsense. That's too much. See, that's man's wisdom in, in, in working with demons. They always make it real complicated. God gave you 66 books in one. You can read through it in a year. Every year, it's attainable, and it makes sense. Even Did you know even, God made the gospel so simple, even a child can understand it. Now, there's some things in the gospel that are deep, but those are for different levels in your faith. But the gospel, the good news of Jesus, we can tell children. That's why we have children's church. Because you can tell a child about the gospel and say, oh, I understand. I believe in Jesus. He saved me. They'll believe. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true. Oh, man, y'all been reading your Bibles. And to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are what? Wrong and teaches us to do what is right. Barry was reading a different version, a little more eloquent there. But let's read that again. That's a great answer. All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. Yes, sir. Look at verse 17. Is that easily attainable there? God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. Say, no, I don't need the word. Really? Well, you don't want to do good works. And faith without works is what? Muerto. Faith without works is dead. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. Let's leave that on the screen for a minute. Yes, sir. You had something to add, Jesse. It's there, huh? It's there. You mean you got to live? Mm -hmm. Oh, do you? Oh, do you mean? Do you mean you got to live by the word and be an example? That wasn't a trick. I wasn't trying to trip him up. Oh, I see what you're saying. I see. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. Keep going. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words will never pass away, Jesus said. And that's powerful. And yes, you'll even hear me up here when I preach or teach, and I'll make jokes about it. I'll go, that's the Matt translation, because I'm paraphrasing. But we do have to stay true to the Spirit and if not word by word, you got to make sure you, you don't change the thought of what Scripture is, right? Even reading your Bible, you can get in the King James, New King James, and some of that you go, man, oh my gosh, that, that messes with me. But here's what's exciting. You can study all that, and some people have had, had translations that were questionable, this and that, but praise God that God in His infinite wisdom, somehow, no matter what people have done, with basic Bible translations, Christian translations, not cult translations, 
Bible believer translations, people who believe in Jesus and they believe the doctrine of the Bible, regardless of the translation, in general, it's the same doctrine. New Living Translation, NIV, New King James Version, King James Version. I remember my uncle told me that. He, uh, the, the one that I look like, my Uncle Charles, he had a little church. And I didn't, I didn't agree with all things that he believed in scripturally. Just, just some of it was, it just wasn't my flow. And I, I said, well, I don't agree with that. But I didn't argue with him. He talked to me about it. He was a man of God. He loved the Lord. But he said, man, I've had some people come to my church. And I was preaching out of the New King James Version, and they left because it wasn't the King James Version. Problem with the King James Version, I was talking to a brother right before church tonight, is some people don't understand that. I don't talk like that anymore. I don't, we don't talk like that. How hast thou done? God bless thee, O fair, o fair one. You know what I mean? I don't talk like that. I beseech thee heretofore. What? And herewith thou art great. Our, our Father which art in heaven. That sounds beautiful. It's eloquent. Art. I don't say art like that. The word art for me is a work of art. It means our Father who is in heaven. Right? It's a form of R. And that's beautiful. I love the King James Version. I love the New King James Version. My favorite is English Standard Version. It was translated. It was finished in 2001. But I teach out of New Living Translation. Why? Because it makes sense to people. Some read the Message Bible. There's some great thoughts in there, but <laughs> Message Bible is a little too modern for me. I feel like they've taken great liberties with some of the translation. But if that's what you understand and you're in the Word every day, then brother, sister, get into it. Read it. That's good. That is good. But I teach out of the New Living Translation. It's very similar to the NIV. Man, we have stayed on this tonight about Scripture. Y'all have given some brilliant answers. I got one more. Yes, ma'am. Hmm. Hmm. So Ephesians chapter 6 talks about putting all the armor of God on, and Scripture helps you to do that, right? Helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness, belt of truth, feet. Uh, it, the old translation says shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, sword of the spirit, shield of faith. That's powerful. One more. Defend. And someone, you're building on what someone else said. That's another shade of meaning. You can defend what you believe. Because you know how it is. You've been there even as a new believer. Say, well, I don't, I don't know why I believe that. Well, you need to get to a place where you've read the Word. He uses it to prepare and equip His people to do every good work. You learn the Word. Last one, I promise. Exactly. Mm -hmm. his life and his works you get to know about the lord you get to know about the disciples how god uh dealt with his people right in the old testament the israelis leading up to the birth of christ man this was good tonight i was not planning on it going in that direction but y'all y'all did not run out of great answers as to why we need to get in the word would you go ahead and stand to your feet with me i'm gonna do it a little different tonight let's pray Go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes. If there's anyone in this house at the sound of my voice or on the live stream today who says, you know what, Pastor Matt? 
If I died tonight, I don't know where I'd go. I don't know if I'm right with God or not. You want to make sure? I want you to raise your hand tonight, and I'm going to pray with you. Or if you say, I've just never accepted Jesus ever. So if you've never accepted the Lord, or you're just not sure if you're right with him, and you feel off, and you haven't lived right, or you've backslidden is one of the words we use, raise your hand tonight. I want to pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you tonight. Thank you all for your honesty. Let's pray. Everybody in the house, repeat this prayer with me. Say, Lord, I believe that Jesus is my Savior. I know he lived and died and rose again for me. I confess and I believe. Forgive me of my sins, Lord. Cleanse me in the name of Jesus. And say this, say, Lord, I'm sorry for going back to my old ways. Please forgive me. I thank you for your goodness and your word. In Jesus' name. Now let me pray a blessing over you as you believe with me. Father, we unite our faith tonight. Protect your people over the Christmas holidays. Be with Vanessa and Martin's family, God, as they've had a, suffered a great loss. But Lord, be with them. Speak to them. Bring them to you and to the cross through this great loss. And the example of Gloria, who believed the Lord and believed your word and was a true believer, God. A true believer. Be with that family, God, that amazing, wonderful family. Lord, be with your people over this holiday season, through Christmas. Speak to them. Reveal yourself to them in your word. Give them a plan for Bible reading for next year. But cause them to start now. Tomorrow morning, I declare it. Let them start in your word tomorrow, not to wait. Call your people to repentance and call your people to the cross and to the word. I thank you tonight, God. In Jesus' name, amen.